0: Hello folks, this is Dave Borges, UConn men's basketball beat writer for Hearst, Connecticut Media. This is the UConn Report podcast. This week we are looking ahead to UConn's first Big East game of the season. They're playing uh, their regional rival, Providence. It's going to be a great game, both teams, UConn's ranked, Providence just outside the top 25. It's going to be real exciting, great atmosphere inside the XL Center. And, of course, it kicks off the Big East regular season, which is going to be a, a real fun journey, as it always is. And who better to talk about both those things than Kevin McNamara, who's been on the uh, local college basketball scene covering Providence for many a year now. I don't want to age him too much, but it has been, uh, what, over 30 now, Kevin?
1: Hey, don't date me, Dave. That's not that's not fair. I'm still a young pup.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I think you get, you're about five years older than I am, so... Uh, I consider myself young, so I guess you're young too. Um,
1: Let's Kevin, just say that I go, I go back to the Chris Smith uh, years at UConn for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, Kevin, the name
0: of your website again?
1: Yes, it's uh, kevinmacksports.com, kevinmcsports.com. And as you know, Dave, as a fellow Rhode Islander, uh, WPRO in Providence carries the Providence basketball games, and I also have the Kevin Mac Sports Hour. 6 to 7, uh, Monday through Friday on WPRO.
0: Yes. Keeping busy and doing a great job as always. And so, yeah, Kevin, what's I want to start off just your general thoughts on, on Providence, who, again, 5 o'clock on Saturday at, at the XL Center. You'll be there,
1: correct? I, I am really looking forward to it. I haven't been in that building in quite a while.
0: It's going to be fun. Um, the thing about the XL Center is, I mean, former Hartford Civic Center, and you've been there many times. It's, um, Gampo a better place for a game atmosphere, but when the Excel center is sold out for a big game, it is loud. And it's probably actually, in my opinion, might even be better than Gampo in in those particular instances. And the game right now, I think there's scattered seats available. I'm sure it'll be a sellout. UConn's return to the big East in front of fans. Um, PC, again, regional rival. We'll talk about that a little bit. General thoughts on the Friars so far this year, Kevin?
1: Yeah, no, David, I, I think the the hope for Providence this year was uh, like all of college basketball. And I, and I think uh, all, certainly all of the big or the majority of the Big East is the Friars are an old team. They have a few guys who are literally 24 years old, quite a few who are 22 and 23. And, and that's the team's biggest strength. Uh, Nate Watson is one of those super senior guys, you know, fifth year in college. Uh, Noah Hawkler. A transfer from North Florida is also in his fifth college season. Uh, A.J. Reeves, uh, Al Durham is a transfer from Indiana, again, fifth year guy. And I think those not only is talent obviously very important, but I think uh, that experience, uh, you know, when you've been in and out of the Big East for four or five years, when you've been in and out of, you know, Big Ten venues for four or five years, that should make you ready for the experience that Providence is going to have on Saturday night at UConn, and it, it's already helped them this year. Uh, they've had a few good wins, uh, marquee wins so far as they did go out to Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin had 14, 15,000 fans at their arena, and Providence grabbed a really important win there. So uh, pretty much what I expected. Uh, that said, I think the Big East is going to be a very difficult road for anybody, especially road games.
0: Yeah. You know, the funny thing is too, Kevin, and I covered Providence. I'm from Rhode Island. Like you mentioned, I, I, I keep tap, keep good good tabs on the team. And like you, I'm a top 25 voter. And like you, I think we both voted uh, Providence number 24 this week on our, on our respective ballots. I see you, you, you did as well. Yes, I did. But gotcha. the funny thing okay. is Kevin, why am I not, even though I, 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 you know, I think their resumes deserves being ranked this week. Um, Why am I not completely sold on the Friars? I mean, like you said, really good win at Wisconsin. They beat Northwestern, neutral court. Texas Tech, I watched that game, and that looked like a good old fashioned home cooking, Dunkin' Donut Center, Uh, pretty throw discrepancy deal there. (laughs) I mean, the the Friars looked like they got a pretty good whistle in that game. They had a terrible loss to Virginia. I don't know why I'm just not completely sold on the Friars as being a team that can be in the top four or five of the Big East this season. Am, Am I wrong?
1: No, I'm with you. I think what you see is what I see, David. If you look at their resume, their resume is certainly a borderline top 25 resume. In fact, they should be ranked ahead of some teams. For example, Texas Tech. They just played them head-to-head and beat them. Uh, for Texas Tech to be ranked ahead of Providence makes zero sense to me. But you know, we know some of the other voters in the AP top 25, and uh, let's just leave it at that. But I think if you actually watch Providence play for multiple games – they're not blowing out the, you know, uh, Vermont, who's a good team, uh, the St. Peters, you know, New Hampshire, Central Connecticut State, uh, the, the the legit top 25, top 15, you know, really good teams are, are, are blowing those teams out, uh, certain, you know, like by 25, 30, 35 points. Um, that said, I think the pace that Providence plays at, the emphasis that they place on defense. Pure high-powered offense. They have the typical grinded-out rebounding defensive emphasis. Ed Cooley-type team this year, and so far, hey, ten and one's ten and Uh, one. That's really all. uh, As Ed Cooley said, he he really doesn't understand or care about Ken Palm, or obviously he does the net. uh, uh, But you know, offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency. Those on his focuses, his focus are wins, and ten and one is is certainly one of the better starts in the Big East.
0: No question. You mentioned Nate Watson, and certainly one of the dominant centers, dominant big men in the Big East, and even in the country. Um, and he's had a, he's off to a pretty good start this season. It's it's kind of unfortunate. I was really looking forward to a Nate Watson Sinogo showdown on Saturday. As we sit here on Wednesday afternoon, December fifteenth. It doesn't look like Sonogo is going to be playing in that game. So I guess hopefully he'll be ready for the January 15th battle in Providence. But Watson, obviously a terrific player. But two guys I wanted to ask you about that that kind of stand out with me. I, I think Al Durham has been a great uh, pickup from Indiana, like you mentioned. Um, he really does some things on the floor that, um, that are pretty impressive, right?
1: No, uh, Al Durham, it's funny. The first time I saw him play, and I watch a lot of college basketball like you do, so I certainly saw him play at Indiana. And Providence actually played Indiana last year in a non-conference game, and Al had a good game. And what Indiana asked him to do, and what he's doing at Providence, are two totally different things. Uh, Al Durham is a very good defensive player. He's a little little thin, uh, but he always guarded, you know, some um, some high-profile Big East, uh, Big Ten players. But on offense, he, he basically stood in the corner and shot three-point shots. And, and while a good three-point shooter. You know he's shooting at. Um, actually, he has not shot the ball great from the three uh, line this year. Uh, they've always had, you know, uh, Indiana always had a, a dominant, you know, ball centric point guard, and this year he's certainly more, much more of a combo guard, a swing guard, a lead guard than he was at Indiana, and, and he fits that well. Uh, he's averaging nearly four assists a game, thirteen and a half points. He's an outstanding uh, free throw shooter. So Ed Cooley wants the ball in his hands at the end of games and. Uh, he's been clutch in the last couple minutes uh, from the free-throw line he's a very good player I know that other transfers around the big east have gotten an awful lot of notoriety there's no way that there's five better transfers in the big east than this kid he, he's he, he's a very good player
0: yeah he stands out he's he's done he's done some things on the floor that you don't always see um you know whether it's just athleticism or just uh he really seems to have brought some good things to them and then the other name for me, for the Friars, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I just feel like this guy is such a key to their success, and I think he's been playing better lately. A.J. Reeves, the guy who UConn recruited and was kind of a highly touted recruit coming out of prep, um, and I, I sort of, you know, underwhelming in his so far in his PC career, more or less. But is it fair to say that if he can have a put together a really big, consistent season, that'll go a long way for the Friars this year?
1: Oh, there's no question, uh, David. He, he's Providence's most athletic player. Uh, he's their best shooter. And that said, he's wildly inconsistent. Um, uh, AJ's most spectacular game was his first game as a fr- his opening game as a freshman. I think it was against Siena. He had about 28 points and seven three point shots. And we were like, wow, if this kid doesn't score 1,500 points as a college player, we'll be shocked. And yet, over his you know th- first three years, it, it, we saw inconsistency uh, mainly with his with his jump shot. And this year, you know, he, he's been certainly more consistent. Uh, I, I think the addition of Al Durham has helped him an awful lot. Uh, if AJ isn't forcing shots, isn't taking diff- he takes very difficult shots, especially difficult three pointers. Those are NBA shots. He, he he needs to take college shots. And when he's open. He's a very, very good shooter, and he's a good scorer. He's getting to the free-throw line a little better. Uh, He's rebounding better. The first couple games this season, I think he had 62 minutes and had one rebound. Uh, That necessitated a conversation with Coach Cooley where he basically said, "AJ, come on, you know, you're 6'5", 6'6", can jump out of the building strong. He he lost 15 pounds in the offseason. I think that's added to his speed and quickness. Um, and he's he's been better off the boards uh, since the first couple games. Uh, he will never be a lockdown defender, but he's a good positional defender. And he, 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 you're absolutely right. If he can be a double-figure scorer, if he can ever be a 13, 14-point-a-game scorer, it's really going to add to Providence's uh, punch for sure.
0: Right, right. Kevin, we both know the uh, the PC fan base well, as I mentioned, I you know, I grew up in Rhode Island as a, really as a Friar fan and covered them for several years. And I've always felt that as, when it comes to UConn, Providence fans look at UConn as a rival much more so than UConn fans look at Providence as a rival. And UConn fans tend to look more like Syracuse, Georgetown, even Duke, for that matter. And in, in turn, Duke probably looks at UConn the way UConn looks at Providence in some ways. Uh, yeah. But... Um, uh yeah do you do you um you know what do you sense do you sense that this is a, kind of a brewing rivalry in, in the Big East on the Providence side and perhaps hopefully so on the UConn fan side as well
1: Yeah it's it's interesting you know obviously Providence has been in this new Big East for 10 years so uh you know UConn was not a, well, not, not a, a factor there uh, UConn fans need to realize that uh, the old Big East days are over Syracuse is not a rival uh, Louisville's not coming back uh, Pittsburgh's not a rival. It is what it is. Everyone in this league has one primary rival in, in their minds, and, and that's Villanova, because Villanova has dominated the league to such an extent over the last ten years. So, if you ask Providence fans going forward who who will hopefully be their rivals, I think they're going to say Villanova first. And I think Connecticut has the potential to be a top two to three. Big East team on a consistent basis. I, I guarantee you that Connecticut fans are assuming that that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be harder than they think. They're going to realize that teams like Creighton and Xavier are very, very good and are going to be very difficult to contend with on a year-in, year-out basis. Can Providence be in that top five? I think they can as long as Ed Cooley remains the coach, and I, I think he's going to remain the coach as long as he wants to be the coach. If you think back, Dave, when you were a kid growing up, up, you know, Providence wasn't in the top five in the Big East like Connecticut was on a yearly basis. So, you know, why would Connecticut think that Providence is a bigger game on their schedule than Syracuse or than Georgetown, uh, than Villanova? Uh, It wasn't. It's as simple as that. I think this is a new dynamic in the Big East. And if Providence is consistently in the top five, and they have been consistently, I I think uh, what people will be surprised by since the Big East came back uh, in a reconstituted basis I, I think the uh, wins conference games only have been Villanova, Xavier, and Providence. And I think most people don't appreciate that.
0: Yeah, and no question, like you said, UConn was dominant for many years when, when Providence wasn't. Although in some of those years, the Friars always gave UConn a, a, a battle, and oftentimes would pull off some upsets. And just to go down memory lane in one one uh, memorable UConn-Providence Battle was, of course, the, the. I guess we can just call it the Ryan Gomes game. And we, you and I were yeah. both at that game. I, I was covering it for the Pawtucket Times, so so I was on the Providence side. Yeah. Of course, you were there for the Providence Journal. What are your memories of that day and that game and Ryan's performance? But of course, really the performance of Jim Calhoun afterwards.
1: Yeah, I, I have great memories of it. Uh, first of all, I, I think the people who covered Providence. Anyways, we knew that Ryan Gomes was was one of the best players in the country. He, he had had. I think that was in in his junior year uh David correct?
0: Oh, uh I think so cuz it was it was 04. Did he play again yeah. in 05? I believe he did.
1: Yeah. He 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 did. Um so his senior year was 05. So in 04 I got it right here actually yeah. They went out to Connecticut. It wasn't Hartford as this, this uh, weekends game. Yep. Is in Providence. Uh, Connecticut was ranked 4th in the country. Providence ended up winning 66-56. And it was one of those games where Ryan Gomes got going early with just an array of low post moves that made him, well, it made him an all American that season. And one of the most confounding players, I think in the history of the big East underappreciated players in the history of the big East, because he didn't really pass the look test. You know, he was, uh, you know, kind of thick, um, you know, little, little, slow footed, but boy, uh, he could really get it going inside. And Emeka Okafor, was on that uh, UConn team and obviously one of the great low pl- post players in UConn history. And, you know, Gomes had him that day. And afterwards we go into the, into the media center at, at the XL center. And I think it was Dave Solomon, the late great Dave Solomon from new Haven.
0: It was. Yeah.
1: Asked, uh, yeah. Who I, I think asked a, a fairly, fairly, uh, you know, team. Hey, you know, coach Calhoun, uh, you know, what do you think of Ryan Gomes? He didn't, the question was not, You know, why didn't you recruit Ryan Gomes? Or, boy, you guys really missed Ryan Gomes, coach. What do you think of him now? It wasn't anything close to that. But, you know, we've all dealt with Jim Calhoun through the years. He just had to hear the name Ryan Gomes. And I think anyone uh, with a pulse uh, who follows UConn or Big East basketball has has heard uh, Coach Calhoun's response. It certainly is one of the all-time classics.
0: It was. Maybe his best ever. Maybe his greatest hit. Of course, UConn ended up winning the national championship that year. And the Friars made the tournament, but I believe got bounced in the first round. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it'd be great for both programs, great for the Big East, if this can be kind of a, a, a real nice, strong regional rivalry going forward. Um, and to, to, to look forward again, you know, to get out of the past and to look forward on the Big East in general, Kevin, this year. Yeah. Going into the season, I was one person among, I think, many who thought so, well, certainly everyone kind of realized last year was a bit of a down year for the league. I wasn't sold on the league being that great this year either. Um, I think I'm wrong, and it's so far so so far so good. So far, I've been proven wrong with the record the teams had, certainly in the the Gavit games um, against top what top 25 competition. Um, so far, so good for the Big East, right? You you're looking at is this a league that's going to get five six bids at the at least you think this year?
1: I think it's certainly in position to do that, Dave. There's no question. Uh, it's funny, my my story off the Providence's last non-league game was basically, okay, you know, Providence is 10-1, and one, uh, have some marquee wins, have some certain certainly quad one wins that will last right to the end of the year. I think Texas Tech has a team that can compete in the Big 12 for the, for the championship of the Big 12, actually. I think they can play with K- uh, Kansas, for example. Uh, I think Wisconsin in the Big 10 can compete. Uh, for the big 10 title. And those are Providence's two best wins as we speak. That said, you know, uh, so many Friar fans and I'm sure UConn fans, they're like, Oh, you know, you go 500 in the big East and you know, that that would make Providence uh, 21 and 11, 21 and 11 on selection. Sunday is definitely going to be in the, the NCA tournament. That said 10 and 10 in the big East this year is going to be a slog. Uh, and anybody who can win 12, 13, 14 games in this league this year, it is an outstanding team. Uh, uh, again, 510 and 10 in this. Where are those wins? And that was pretty much my question to Ed Cooley after the Providence's last games. Is where are the wins in the Big East? You know, uh, uh, Villanova. I'm sorry, uh, Georgetown and DePaul were picked at the bottom of the league, and I think most people thought that they were clearly at the bottom of the league. And there was a jump ahead of them. You look at this DePaul team right now. I, I don't think anyone's going to want to play them. They-, they-, they have a new coach. They're energized. They have a roster filled with peop- uh, players that uh, people don't know. Uh, the transfer game has been very beneficial to them. Georgetown, I do think, is the weakest team in the league. And, you know, they just beat Syracuse at, at home on, on Saturday. So, clearly, uh, they're no pushover as well. So, I think you're right, Dave. Uh, this is this is a league that had seven out of ten teams in the NCAA. I'm trying to think how many years ago it was. But it is mathematically possible to do that. Uh, I, I, I can see as many as seven of eleven, which would be really impressive.
0: No question. Are we worried a little bit about Villanova? Terrible performance the other day, um, in a loss to uh, to uh, Baylor. It was um, uh, was it Baylor, yeah, it was Baylor. Uh, uh, at Baylor.
1: At Baylor, yes.
0: Yeah, their um, their there three losses have been, I believe, the teams who are currently ranked in the top ten or maybe in the top five. So, from that point, from that aspect not a huge deal but they did not look good in that game um are they beatable this year to you know there's a few other teams that could probably wrest the title from them this year right
1: yeah this is not a Villanova team I I I probably said this before uh on December 15th entering a Big East season that uh quote this is not a Villanova team that's going to win you know 15 15 16 games go go 15 and 5 16 and 4 in the Big East if anyone can do it it's Jay Wright but they really, really, really miss Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's, I believe, he's, he's been starting games in the NBA, so he's certainly made a great decision to jump. He's with Oklahoma City. Uh, they don't have a front court big-time player by any stretch. Uh, Eric Dixon is getting his first big-time opportunity uh, w- with uh, with Villanova. He's a nice player, uh, w- will be a factor. Brandon Slater is like, like a thin athletic is I think he's in his fifth year. he's one of those five year guys, very valuable, good solid player. Um, but talent wise, I do think that they're a, a notch or two uh, behind the last couple Villanova teams that we saw. I, there's no way that they're a top five team in the country in my eyes.
0: Yeah, I think right now and, and uh, just to wrap up as far as you know the big east this season, to me it's, it seems like there's, there's a clear kind of top four in the league, Villanova, Xavier, Seton Hall and UConn. Is it, would you agree with that? And, and honestly, right now, you could make an argument that Seton Hall is the best team.
1: Seton Hall has been the best team that I've seen so far. You know, Seton Hall is a re- – I watched the game – a really difficult three-point shot at Ohio State away from being 10-0. and 0. And uh, I had them – I think I ranked them ninth in the country in uh, this week's AP poll. I do think that they're a top 10 and top 12 team in the country. Uh, again, Villanova has three losses, like you said, against – three top 10 te- teams three national championship level teams so it's tough to penalize them but uh, you know by the eye test seton hall did really really well in the transfer game and i know that actually one of the only teams uh that we've discussed here that that didn't hit the transfer portal hard was uconn um uh, but uh seton hall has really taken advantage of the of the transfer game for sure yeah
0: and I think xavier with with freemantle healthy excellent team and I think UConn really, when they're healthy, when they have Sonogo and Martin back, maybe the deepest team and uh, possibly the most overall talent. So it, uh, would you agree with those uh, general statements?
1: Yeah, no, my, my impressions of UConn is uh, I, I love UConn's depth. Uh, I do like their talent. They, they, they have some uh, young guys who uh, need to prove to me a little bit. I, I like, again, like their talent. I think they can. But, you know, guys like Jalen Gaffney and Jordan Hawkins, Uh, certainly Andre Jackson, uh, very impressive prospects to be able to do that on a consistent, you know, night in the big East. Uh, We're going to wait and see Uh, those three guys specifically, if they can all produce on a consistent basis, then I I don't think there's any question that UConn is a contender to win the big East.
0: Well, we will see for the first time in big East play on Saturday, five o'clock in Hartford. It's going to be fun. Kevin, I'm not going to ask you who, you think we'll win or lose, um, unless you want to offer that? But what, what do you expect on Saturday uh, at 5 o'clock? Kind of of-
1: well, I, I'm really looking forward to the atmosphere, you know, David. Uh, I'd say that Providence is only game this year that had a really big-time atmosphere. I'd say two. Uh, obviously, when Rhode Island came in, they yep. packed one of the biggest crowds they've ever had in the history of the building, as a matter of fact. But Rhode Island's not a, not a top-shelf team this year. Uh, but the Texas Tech game was a great, be honest with you, it reminded me of a Big East game, you know, uh, a lot of big, strong bodies, a lot of fouls, like you said, a uh, great crowd, um, uh, pumped and jacked crowd at eight. Kevin, are you there? forward to the atmosphere and, you know, you gotta tell me who's playing for uh, UConn, uh, you know, without Sunogo, that's a huge loss. Be very interesting to see what they do with Nate Watson, who uh, I think is, but I wouldn't say by far, but he's clearly the dominant low post player in the Big East this year. And then, you know, can Providence uh, keep the poise and confidence to be able to play uh, consistently well in that atmosphere? It's gonna be a great uh, emotional charged atmosphere and I'm sure the UConn fans can't wait to get into the XL Center
0: it's going to be fun and I can I can tell you that your seats are not going to be quite as good as they are in, in the dunk I see you sitting right behind Ed Cooley right to read right the scores table basically and uh, can't beat that but uh, not not too bad in Hartford about two rows back in back of the uh, basket kind of right to the corners of the UConn fans so pretty good in Hartford. much better than scores You'll have a good view Um, of the things on on Saturday afternoon.
1: I heard that. You told me that. Much better than stores. And uh, as long as we can keep things under wraps, uh, I'll be back in my car and be able to listen to the big Patriots game. So it's a a great uh, night for uh, New England sports fans for sure.
0: That's right. Awesome, Kevin. Kevin McNamara, appreciate it as always. Thanks again. And uh, we will see you on Saturday.
1: Looking forward to it, Dave.